ever wish you could erase all the baggage, all the hurt, all the frustration and confusion that came when you left the church? You know Jesus holds the hope in your heart, but you are still working through some very confusing emotions, and I get it. Oh, geez, do I get it. It took me 20 years of sifting through those emotions to finally come to a place of peace and move forward with the joy in my heart that only God's steadfast love can give. I do not want it to take you 20 years. I want you to start your new life in Christ today, right now. If you're nodding your head along with me, then you need to head on over to findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session. So you can sit down with me, girlfriend to girlfriend, and power through this because you do not need to go another day carrying all that baggage. What is keeping you stuck from moving forward? Are you missing that person removed from it all that can give you honest feedback without judgment? I'm here for you. Is it family, truth, the feeling of being lost? Together, we'll hash it all out and we'll get you on a path to a true relationship with Jesus after religion. It is possible and it starts right now. I can't wait to talk to you. Findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session. Today we are reading Romans 2, 1 through 29. This is all about God's righteous judgment and the law. This passage is all about hypocrisy, what we should be focusing our attention on. Should we judge others for their wrongdoing against the law? Or should we be focusing on our relationship with Jesus? Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield on a mission to help you find your true purpose in his great name. We are discovering what it means to be a Christian as an adult, as a mom, as someone who's just finding faith. Maybe you left a different religion. Maybe you were just meeting Jesus for the first time. Here we are learning who we are as followers of Christ and who our great God truly says we are. How is our life, our mindset, our family, our work, everything change when we decide to walk with him? This is Sunday School mixed with the best coffee talk with your girlfriends. You are listening to Finding Faith Above. For God shows no partiality. That's Romans 2, 11. That's in the ESV. So why are we reading Romans again? Ugh, because it is my jam. Like I've said before, it really just embodies everything about the Christian faith. And Paul really walks us through uh, what it means to be a Christian. The biggest thing for me is that he explains grace. And to me, that is just everything. And that's Romans. And it's amazing. Today we are focusing on Romans 2, 1 through 29, and this is the little header above it, um, is God's righteous judgment and the law. We are coming off of last week's passage, which was really heavy, where Paul, he really brought the heat. He called out all matters of sin and where they begin and how they continue to grow into darkness when we turn away from God. When we deny his existence, despite the evidence that is all around us of his beautiful creation, it opens the door to let temptations into our heart and sin to just take over our lives. Uh, if we don't have him as our guide and rely on our own hearts, we are destined for a rocky road. He loves us and he wants us to come to him. But if we are insistent on turning our back on him, he will leave us to our own devices, patiently waiting for us to return. He names it all. And because we now live in such a loosey-goosey society, I admit it may have made you cringe a little. But then in beautiful biblical fashion, it does not end there. Paul opens up the next passage by giving you a lesson on judgment. It is not our job. 
God is the judge and shows no partiality. We're going to break this down a little bit more this week. But first, here's a little backstory. So Paul is writing this in a time when many Jews were wondering if these new Gentile, or in the ESV, Greek, Christians should follow Jewish law. When Paul is talking about the law here, he is addressing the Jewish law of the Torah, the Old Testament. Should one follow the Jewish law before following Christ? And if not, will a non-Jewish person be judged for not upholding the law? If they never knew it, what does that mean for them? This was a hot debate at the time. And when he speaks of the righteousness of God in Paul's day, this would be referring to God's faithfulness to his promises to Israel and his covenant with them. In Jewish courts of the time, there would be three parties, the plaintiff, the defendant, and then the judge. The judge was called to be impartial and to carry out the law, whether that was a punishment for wrongdoers or whether it was to support the innocent. The judgment showed his righteousness or his faithfulness to the covenant. In this same way, God's righteousness is his faithfulness to his chosen people. But as with much of the Bible, there remains a context we must understand when reading any passage, but it is a living word and the verses continue to speak to people of all ages, of all times, and in all areas of the world. That's what makes the Bible so incredibly amazing and fascinating is that it is this piece of literature that literally has just transcended time and space because it is God-breathed. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and read Romans 2, 1 through 29. Today we are reading it in the ESV. That's the English Standard Version. So God's righteous judgment is the heading for this first part. Therefore, you have no excuses, O man. Every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impatient hearts, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one in according to his works, to those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good the Jew first, and also the Greek. For God shows no partiality. God's judgment and the law. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the works of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness to their conflicting thoughts, accuse or even excuse them. On that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. 
But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law, and if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others do not teach yourself. While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law. But if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one who inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. All right, so let's reflect on this a little. This passage is all about, well, hypocrisy, <laughs> what you really should be focusing your attention on. Even as believers, there are many areas of our lives that we will fall short of and God does not give up on us. Why would he want us to point out the sin of everyone around us when we are too prideful to admit our own? Does our denial help anyone? Do our accusations, do they help anyone? Do you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? That's Romans 2, 4. That's in the NLT. So if the ESV was a little hard for you to kind of understand some of that, the NLT, I think, is the most um, easy for us to kind of digest in our modern language, um, even more than the NIV for myself. Um, so a lot of times I'll go back and forth with some of them to be able to completely understand the passage, although... The ESV always seems to speak to me, so I kind of go back to that a lot. But the NLT really is uh, very much thought for thought, and so it's able to really get into today's uh, modern tongue. So it is on us to see God's love and recognize it wrong ways. This passage calls on us to see that his kindness is meant to bring us to repentance Paul addresses both Jews and Gentiles when he states that just because one knows more about God's laws, that does not make him more righteous in God's eyes. God is impartial, and Paul says, for merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. That's Romans 2.13. In 17 through 29, Paul speaks directly to the Jewish people of the day. He says that just because you know the laws of the Jewish people, have Jewish parents, are circumcised, which was an outward sign of the covenant of those people that they made with God, that that does not mean that you are close to God. It does not mean that you carry him in your heart. No, a true Jew is one 
whose heart is right with God and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. That's Romans 2.29. Does this not speak to us today? Us who are under the new covenant, knowing and accepting Jesus as our Savior, how many people do we know who focus all of their attention on the rules, on the prestige of having a family in the church or whatnot, knowing the truth, knowing religion as it is, uh, and following all of the, uh, you know, the, the, the persona <laughs> that maybe even just being a Christian, you know, you know, we, we go to church and we, uh, in our, in our small group and we do this and we read the Bible and we do these things, but do we really know God? Are we living it? Are we living it every day? Are we actively seeking to know him, to build that relationship over just the rules and the laws of our religion, whatever religion we are a part of or whichever one we left? Like, are we actually trying to actively seek him in our heart? You see, this relationship, this building of the relationship requires us not to just uphold the laws and to do the deeds and to do the works. It requires us to have a change of heart, not just know about God, but to actually get to know him and to let our lives be a representation of that. So here's a few questions to consider from today's passage and just how it's working in your own life. So what is the hypocrisy that Paul speaks of in this passage? Dive into that a little bit. See what he's talking about. Number two, where do you see evidence of this in the world around you? Number three, do you see it in yourself? Big self-reflections. That's what he's asking us to do in this one is to look at ourselves, not everybody else. Number four, what is God's kindness meant to lead you to? And number five, today, I'd like for you to spend a few minutes reflecting on areas of your life you can bring to the Lord in repentance. How can we pray for others working through sin? And how can we help ourselves and others move toward that change of heart? Are we working on that relationship versus just the understanding of religion? And how does that relationship help us to move past some of our hurts from religion? I want you to kind of meditate on this today. Think about it. See how this can help you. Next week on Thursday, we are going to be diving into God's righteousness of health. That's Romans 3, 1 through 20. If you want to continue this conversation, head on over to Finding Faith Above. I am so happy you joined me today. Head on over to FindingFaithAbove.com where you will find all sorts of cool inspiration to get you on track with finding and building that faith and that beautiful relationship with Jesus no matter where you came from, no matter your background, and move forward with the Lord. I'll see you next time here on Finding Faith Above.